Guess what, everybody? It's that time again. Yes, it is time for another Hardly Millennial podcast where we are young, dumb, and fall of. Oh, shit, I forgot. <gasps> oh, no, I'm just kidding, folks. It's Ooh, opinions. It is opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, you scared me, Matthew. Uh, I would never forget my line. <laughs> Come on, we're professionals here. This is true. At least, at least we'd like to think so. So uh, today... Uh, Oh, as as always, I'm Adam, and oh yeah, I'm Matthew Lynn, and that's Matthew Lynn. And uh, today we we do have a co- uh, topic uh, that we'd like oh, to talk God. about. Yes, thank God. And uh, but actually, before we get to that, I wanted to actually bring up a kind of chilling and disturbing story I read. Oh, today. please do. And it kind of it I kind of ears. yeah it kind of goes off of what we were talking about yesterday. You brought up some of the stuff about YouTube about how there was this weird. Thing going oh, yeah, on with the wormholes. Yeah, the wormholes, uh-huh. right? Yeah, scary, dude. So when I was looking up stuff about today's subject, just within the news feed, I saw this other article that was about YouTube kids. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's a... Uh, you can download like a YouTube app that just has like kids cartoons. Oh and yeah, stuff yeah, that's I know just about kid that. Friendly, right? Yeah, yeah. kind of like Netflix has a similar thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just so, kid content. Yeah, exactly. So obviously, because of that, it's it's more regulated by YouTube to make sure that there's only kid content going on there and stuff, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I read this story today where there was this mother, and her child had a nosebleed. So as she brought her child inside and was, you know, he was crying and everything, of course. And so it, to try to distract him while she was able to take care of him, she like took out her laptop and put on a cartoon from YouTube Kids, right? So just right. something random okay. to distract him. And then she said that like five minutes through the video, this little like cartoon like Muppet thing, like this gentleman, this adult came walking into frame, looked at, looked into the camera and was telling kids how to commit suicide. What? Yeah. So he pulled out his wrist and he was saying if you do it sideways it's for a, it's for attention. If you want results, you do it straight no down the wrist. No way. Yeah. So this was just a random video this lady put on from YouTube Kids. Mm-hmm. And, and she, it, it was literally this? She said within five minutes. So at first it was just playing out like a regular kid's cartoon. Right. And then like five minutes into it, this guy walked into frame, Dude, this said this to the kids, and then just walked off. That was it. So it was like, I don't know if it's because it just happened in such a short period that it got past YouTube regulations. But Whoa. even but even the mother was talking about it and was like, she had to do a double take. She was like, wait, what the fuck did I just watch? So uh, she went back and watched it again. And sure enough, it was this guy that came on and said, told kids, here's how you kill yourself. Dude, she must have been off. tripping out the first time she saw yeah. that. She must have been like, dude, I finally lost my mind. Like I've, I've had one too many cleaners. I've smelled too many things. It's over. Yeah, no kidding. Though. That's really insane. It's it's so weird, and we were. It's funny because we were talking about this too. Like we we talked a little bit about it on the podcast yesterday to uh, about how people were able to go through these wormholes to get to like basically kitty porn kind of stuff, yeah, right? They can do that. And then me and you were talking with a friend last night about just all the creepy stuff that's on the web and stuff that actually exists yeah, out like there. Yeah, the, like the dark web and whatnot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like another layer of the internet. So. I feel like with these two stories coming out, it's like the the dark web stuff is starting to find more and more ways to kind of into bleed YouTube? into YouTube. Yeah, that's what it, I mean. That's oh what it sounds gosh. like. Well, they better get their shit together, dude. Yeah, they're a big company, dude. What kind of life 
does one have to lead to reach a point to where they are the they are the adult man going in front of a camera during a cartoon and saying, I'm going to tell kids how to kill themselves, and this is how I'm going to do it, and then post well, they gotta it. they got to be sick in the head, right? I mean, you I mean, think I so, right? they have, like, problems. Like, that's, oh, it's just so unfathomable to me, dude. It's so weird to think about that shit like that just exist. So, I mean, obviously, like, someone's going to report that guy. Oh, well, I, I'm You'd pretty think, sure she right? did, yeah. Like, he put his face on the video. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, I'm not sure if it—all that was said that was basically obvious that it was a man that came on. I I would assume that the guy, you know, was at least a little bit smart to cover his face. Usually those type of videos, I feel like that's what happens. They'll put on a right. mask or like something. Ski mask or something. Yeah, some weird Does shit anyone like ever that. use ski masks for skiing? Is oh, it, yeah. Do you actually see people like on the mountain with ski masks? Oh yeah, it just looks like a bunch of robbers skiing down the mountain. Well, I feel like you never notice that they're wearing it because they'll have it on. Then they'll have those giant like snowboarding goggles, and then they'll have like a scarf to cover like the first you know half of their True. face. So it's like they're all wearing it. They're just wearing enough accessories. It just looks weird when you're wearing it by itself. Just by itself, you look like a robber. That's when you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Dude, yeah. that is really insane though, man. Yeah, dude. I When I read it, I was like, okay, I, I have to share this story. This this is just so out there. I mean, YouTube is owned by Google. Yeah. Right? So they got some money. You'd think mm-hmm. they would um, start to put more money into like moderating these videos right well i think it just comes down to being able to regulate all these searches because it's it's different when you have like a web page right because then whatever algorithms that google uses can just look for keywords that you know look suspicious that they want to you know like look further into to see if it's okay or not you know different things like that it's a lot easier to regulate a web page Whereas when, sure. whereas when you have a video and if 20 minutes of that video is cartoon and only like 30 seconds of that video is a gentleman terrible. coming in there doing something or something terrible, you know, how, how is it able to regulate so, all that footage? With that knowledge then, do you think that YouTube should um, have like an application process? Like you should have to apply to be a content creator, not necessarily charge for it. Right. But there should be an application that has to be submitted for you to put content on YouTube. What do you think about that? Ooh, that's a that's an that's I mean an that would that would solution. affect what we do right. every day. Like cuz obviously we just started making podcasts and putting them on YouTube. Right. But I would have probably been perfectly okay with filling out an application mm-hmm. to do it. I mean, well, maybe not for regular YouTube, right? So when it gets to the point of like, so what we were talking about yesterday, where there was the issue of people finding the warm into the kids stuff, right? Uh-huh. It's like that stuff is horrible and that stuff should still be heavily regulated. But as adults finding it, we're able to handle it a little more than if a kid were to find it, right? And I feel like it's less likely yeah. for a kid to kind of find that stuff. So I would say that if you're going to make content for like YouTube kids, at least start absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, at least, least start, start there. there and then go from there. And see I mean, what I don't do. see why not. It doesn't, yeah. it would slow the process down a little bit, but. Right. Does it really hurt anyone? No. It makes it a little more inconvenient. I can mm-hmm. see that. They were also, um, in regards to this article, they were saying that one solution that YouTube's going to try is adding more options for at least things for the YouTube Kids app where parents can actually like handpick the channels that oh, their nice. kids can access through so it. So they're going to make it Netflix. 
Yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah, in a in a weird kind of way. But I mean, I I think we all kind of saw that coming in one way or another too. I I honestly am surprised that YouTube isn't more like Netflix already. Well, I think they're just late on the train because I think that's kind of what they're doing with YouTube Red. Yeah, and, which is awesome, by the way. I have that. Yeah, you were telling yeah, me. Yeah, anyone about who it. thinks that it's not worth it, um, let me just tell you from personal experience. I also agreed. I was like, eh, what, the 12 bucks or whatever? I'm like, that's kind of right. lame. I'll just watch the 30-second commercials. Right. You don't understand how much time you save when you don't have to watch the commercials. Mm-hmm. I can turn my phone off. Like, I can put it on to sleep mode. Uh-huh. And it keeps playing. That's cool. It's awesome for music. Like, YouTube Red is... Uh, it's no laughing matter. It's kind of cool. Now, is there any specific YouTube Red content that you've enjoyed watching that you couldn't get without YouTube Red? So I actually, the reason that I ended, that I even gave it a chance was uh-huh. that I wanted to watch uh, Vsauce has a uh, like a t- like a television program now right. that has seasons on YouTube Red. I forget the name of the actual it's called program. called like Mind Bending or something like something that. Something like yeah. that. It's super cool though. It's basically half hour episodes of Vsauce. Right. Um so I wanted to watch that. So yeah, that's the only so far that's the only content that I've watched that's specific to YouTube Red. See, and I think that's what it's going to take to have YouTube Red take off. They're going yeah. to they're going to need like a Walking Dead or a Game of Thrones. But you're starting to see it. They're starting to put like bigger channels, bigger YouTube mm-hmm. channels are starting to get exclusive um, rights to go right. on to YouTube Red. Well, they are they're certainly trying. I would almost argue that YouTube is I think going the wrong way about it. I think you should. They should leave the stuff like the actual TV shows and things to actual Netflix or Hulu or things like that. Yeah, I agree. And then have and they can still have it under the YouTube name, but just have those be the platforms they play on, right? And then keep any YouTube Red content as far as like actual shows for original YouTube content creators. So the Vsauce show is cool because Mike from Vsauce is originally from YouTube. Well, that's kind of the deal with all the shows on YouTube Red. That's kind of what they're doing. Well, they're kind taking of, people sort of. like Game Grumps and Rooster Teeth, people who are like from uh, yeah. YouTube and they're the creators. Well, some of them, but I also know they have like a show called Wayne that I know is just a regular like TV oh, just, show it's with like regular a actors. YouTube, um, original. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but it's just yeah. A I don't TV think they show. should try to be a studio. Yeah, I really don't. I really like what they've done with Vsauce making it into a show. I think they just gave the slow mo guys a show, which I yeah. really enjoy yeah. watching. But I think that's where they should keep it. I don't think they should try doing any of that kind of original stuff per se. If they you know, do, it should be a creation of that YouTuber. So if the slow-mo guys yeah. were like, let's make a feature film. Okay, exactly. show that on YouTube, you know. Um, I do really like the engagement that you see, though, mm-hmm. that at least the company YouTube is engaging with its platform yeah. and is trying to evolve it and keep up with the times. Uh, it's encouraging as a content creator, as yeah. someone who is uh, uses YouTube as a platform to do our show. Right. Um, that's very encouraging mm-hmm. to see the company actually involved with its product. I agree. Um, it le- it reassures me that they're not going to be gone in a few years. You know, they're going to stick around for the long haul. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about it too, where YouTube is still at its very early stages. That's what I think. That's my theory. You know? 
but I mean, I mean, I'm excited just even their studio that we like using a lot for analytics and things is only in its beta still. So yeah, stuff like that shows that it, that they're still engaged. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But anyways, that was my uh, chilling and disturbing story um, to start the yeah, podcast out with. Thanks for that, Adam. <laughs> um, I'll try to forget it as quick as possible. Oh, we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, so today's subject, without further ado, uh, is actually going to be climate change. And we oh, tu- nice. Yeah. Cool. So we touched, about, we touched on climate change a little bit, I think, during our space conversation, our space uh, podcast towards the, the end. Space one? I know there was one not, not too long ago. Like last week, yeah, we talked or, a little bit about it. Yeah, where we touched based on it a little bit. But I think it's such a huge talking point, like especially within just the past 10 years, that there's just there's so much to talk about with it. And what surprisingly yeah. is a subject that should be set in stone, it's, a, it's actually more of an opinionated topic than people would think. Well, there are definitely, um, I would say, two major viewpoints on Climate yes. change. I won't even call it global warming anymore. Now I think we've moved on to just calling it climate change. Yeah, that's how it's evolved. <laughs> um, so for the most part, you're either a person who believes that humans, people, mm-hmm. are the ones causing it right. um, solely, you know, or you're of the mindset where you think it's a natural uh, system that's going on. Right. And possibly you leak into the belief that humans may be perpetuating that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you think it's natural or you think it's human. Right. Um, so let's start with what do you think? Do you think that climate change in general, from what you know about it, uh, do you think it's a natural cause? Well, and I think we've talked about this before, but just to reiterate for today's podcast, and I think you and I are kind of on the same page with this, we where are. I don't necessarily think humans are the sole cause of it, but I don't think we're helping. Yeah, we speed you know? things along a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But regardless whether humans were in the picture or not, I think all of this was going to happen anyway. And we we talked about how this was actually uh, – I even had an astronomy teacher once bring up that the reason why CO2 levels are rising is because this is actually – we're overdue for another ice age. I believe it's like every 28,000 years the Earth turns right, on correct. its axis. So you get these extreme different climate uh, changes. Correct. Yeah, and, I, I got you. I got you. So she was talking about that, and that was the big deal with 2012 because that was supposed to be one of those substantial like changes on it the moved Earth's a lot axis. That year. Yeah, right. exactly. And it, it did it, as far as we know. Well, it always does it, but okay. every 28,000 years, it makes enough of a tilt change to where like it actually... a polar shift. You're talking about a polar shift. Yeah, yeah. The poles, the poles yeah. change. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Which gotcha. is yeah. So the Earth doesn't flip upside down, but the magnetic poles. No, no, it, it spins like a top. Yeah, and that's yeah, the polar gotcha, shifts. Gotcha. But um, so I had the astronomy teacher tell me that. And then I watched some documentary a couple of years ago that was the other side arguing that humans have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And they literally had, I don't know the name for them, but climate scientists, people who studied weather and climate change. I believe change. that's a climatologist. And is that a climatologist? Oh, no, I don't know. It just sounds right. <laughs> who knows? Well, the climatologist. <sighs> And they were talking about the graph that Al Gore showed during his Inconvenient Truth right, in the documentary right. about showing how, oh, look how much the CO2 levels are spiked oh, yeah, in the past showed, couple like, years. the end of the graph. He didn't show the entire graph. Right. He only showed like within the last 20 years. And these right. scientists were like, okay, well, here's the graph going back like 30,000 years. Yeah. You to know, the and, last ice age. Yeah, exactly. And they mm. showed that the last... 
the whole period during the Ice Age, CO2 levels were even higher than what Al Gore's graph showed. And it was like that through the entire thing. And then when the Ice Age was done, the CO2 levels went down to a normal range and the ice melted. And So you say when the Ice Age was done, when the poles shifted the next time. So, you know, the next yeah. 28,000 year cycle, give or take 10,000 years. Yeah, exactly. The next time it shifted, it fixed itself. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, for the most part, I agree. Uh-huh. I agree that I think it's a natural system that we're overdue for. Um, but let's put ourselves on the other side of the fence for a minute here. Okay. Do you think that even just a little bit of that mindset is kind of um, – it's easier to think that way? So it's 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 a lot more reassuring to me. I'm a lot less worried about the whole thing if right. I think it's just a natural process. Right. If if I'm thoroughly convinced that humans are the ones speeding it up, then I'm part of the problem. Right. And now I have to change something to make it better. Mm-hmm. So I still agree with you that it's natural. But do you think maybe a little bit of it is like a peace of mind kind of thing? I, I mean, yeah, I I do. Absolutely. And, and I think part of it on the other side is a, just a means of, well, this is how we're going to get clean energy. We'll fucking bitch about this then. Oh, it's you definitely know? a platform used. Um, <laughs> yeah, to get Which is good, passed. but I mean, absolutely. you also can't use, you know, falsities to, right. you know, push a narrative. It, it is undeniable, though, that, like, the climate is changing. Yes, I um, mean, it just snowed here. <laughs> yeah, we live in Arizona. You guys know, we live in Arizona. Um, the valley specifically, where it doesn't snow. The, the Phoenix area. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it does not snow here, guys. It's, it does. I'm from Tucson, mm-hmm. and I remember growing up. Um, I lived in Tucson for twenty some odd years. Twice there was two times in my entire life that it mm-hmm. snowed, and when I say snow, I mean like there was an inch on the ground, like right. it was really slushy rain. Okay, right. but it stuck enough, and it was snow. Whatever. So Tucson is cool, though, because it's in, like, a bowl. It's mm-hmm. in this valley. So there – or a basin, rather, not a valley. There's mountains all around it. Um, so the mountains do get snowy. So right. I know what snow is, of course, but never snowed in the valley, but two times. Yeah. So in the last, like, five years, it yeah. snowed four times mm-hmm. in Tucson. It's it's almost an every year thing now. On New Year's, it just snows. Really? Yeah. I didn't know it's that's a, happened like continuously the past few it years. It happens often. The last year I was in Tucson, it snowed. And I think th- at least three of the next five years after that, it snowed as well. Interesting. Uh, it just snowed when it snowed up here. It snowed in Tucson too a few mm-hmm. days ago. And I guess there was a good amount stuck for a little bit. I feel like it's always hard to tell here in the Phoenix Valley because we'll have years. Because I remember, I think it was back in 2012 where it snowed in Scottsdale. Oh, and I was on the rich people. Yeah, and I oh, was nice. living in like, I was living in Los Angeles <laughs> at the time. I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and I remember thinking, like, of course, the fucking minute I move, it fucking snows in Arizona, right? Because yeah, I've because I've never seen snow. Because Zeus was up in the skies, being like, "Fuck you, Adam." <laughs> yeah, like about fucking time. <laughs> throwing his lightning bolts around, of course. <laughs> but that was the last time I remember it happening here. And I feel like it's always hard to tell here in the Valley in regards to anything with climate change, although you could argue that this is a result of climate change, is our weather is just so funky from year to year. So like this year, it fucking snowed here in the Phoenix area. Mm. But then like, you know, I remember I think last year we had one of the warmest winters 
that oh, it definitely flip-flops. <laughs> you know, on record. So the desert's crazy in general because you know people have this misnomer that the general or the that the desert's just hot, hot, right. hot, hot, right? And they're right; it is hot during the day. But there's this weird thing that happens at night where the desert gets freezing cold. Mm-hmm. It gets cold as shit. Right. Um, I, I think people don't really realize that, that we are used to it being cold. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't snow. I right, guess there's not enough rain. moisture in the air. Yeah, it's so, just it's So it doesn't turn into season. snow. But it's just as bitter cold as, as a snowy place gets. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, I think that if anything, climate change is helping us. Uh, we're we're <laughs> getting Arizona, better weather. Yeah. And I think generally, like even in the last ice age, mm-hmm. most of the earth was covered in ice, but not all of it. I'm pretty sure that around the equator is the warmest part of the globe, Yes, just in general. And I'm pretty sure that even during the ice ages, there was a good amount of earth, maybe 20% of the earth that was not covered in ice. Yeah. That people kind of, the whole thing was if you were south, you went north to right. get to the middle. If you're north, you went south to get to the middle. Right. And the ones who didn't get there in time froze to death. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about whether or not that's true or not, but I mean, it makes sense that that would be I'm, the I'm case. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. I think that if there was an ice age, mm-hmm. uh, we'd be fine. Everyone would be wanting to come here. I was, I was going to ask about that too. If it, let's say that this was the making of a new ice age and it became an ice age, you know, and everything became frozen, and the majority of the planet became frozen. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you think our government has like a, a plan? For something like that happen, like there's a folder that says Second Ice Age. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's where we're gonna put people. Do I like to think so, but no, <laughs> no, no. I think, and, and I think that if they do have a plan for that, uh-huh. it would be like every other time they put a plan into place. It by the time they put the plan in place, it'd be too late. Yeah, because it's really, really expensive to put the plan into into action. Right, and everything is about money. So they're gonna wait to the last possible second to spend the money, right? And in that, and then only, you know, the select few are gonna get the first few people are gonna make it, right? So like humanity, absolutely, I think humanity will make it. But the concept of countries and borders, fuck nah, it's every man for (laughs) himself, dude. Yeah, Yeah. that won't matter at all. Yeah, but yeah, like humanity will totally survive. I feel like too, if it is another ice age, it's not going to be like. If you guys remember that movie, The Day After Tomorrow, where everything just froze. Oh, dude, that was a great fucking movie. I love that movie. But everything just froze The in helicopters movie, were you know? falling out of the sky. Yeah. The fuel was, like, freezing in the fuel lines. The guy had to literally run away from frost that was coming up. But I don't think it's going to happen like that. I think it's going to be so gradual where we're just automatically going to evolve to be able to live with colder um, weather. So I'm sure people had to have asked this in the past. Uh-huh. But... Why does global warming make everything colder? Okay, so I wondered the same thing. Okay. So global warming and climate change, the exact same thing. They're just called something differently. Okay. So in the 70s, when they were first starting to complain about this, they actually called it global cooling. Okay, well, yeah, because everyone's getting colder. Yeah, because everybody's getting colder. snowing in Arizona and shit, Ice Age. Exactly. And then it wasn't until the 90s, early 2000s where the term global warming was pinned. So everybody was talking about global warming. Because, like, the ice caps were melting, right? Yeah. That's what they got the warmer from. mm -hmm. And then when more research, arguably, was done into it and they noticed that, oh, it's not just things are getting colder or hotter. We're just noticing changes in climate in places that don't usually have a lot of change. Oh, that's where it became. 
became climate change. So, yeah. So we're talking about the same thing. It just, we learned more about it over time. And, and gave it a different name. gave it a different name. name. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was, I'm like... Global warming, the whole thing is there's carbon in the air, right. and it, it holds the energy, which heats up the atmosphere, the globe. Right. And that might, those couple of degrees that heat up melt ice all over the fucking planet, turn yeah. it into water, the sea levels rise, and you get these crazy storms and shit. Well, the reason they called it global warming for the longest time is because, so we've been able to measure what an atmosphere is like that has a lot of CO2 in the air as opposed to, you know, oxygen or like nitrogen. other planets right? and shit. Yeah, so yeah, Venus yeah, gotcha. is a perfect example where the greenhouse, they believe that Venus during the early stages of the solar system was actually very Earth-like for a very short time, but was also Earth-like. And it wasn't until the, it, uh, the sun, you know, got cl- just based off of the sun's birth and where the planets were in alignment with the sun. When it got closer to the sun, right. it was burning. The sun was burning up all the oxygen, just leaving CO two, and you had this greenhouse effect, which makes Venus super hot, actually hotter than Mercury that's closer to the sun. Interesting. So they gave it the that. term global warming because, we, as we know, if CO two levels again, the air heats up everything. Right. And if you look at the scientists who argue that climate change is man made or caused or yeah is caused by man they'll show you like oh here's where they'll show you like a thermal read of the globe and show you oh here's where we're going to be in you know 20 30 50 years and it does show that everything's getting hotter but just because the atmosphere is getting hotter doesn't necessarily mean that the climate of certain places are going to warm up it just means it's going to fuck with the climate overall Interesting. You see what I mean? I do. I do see what you mean. I I could also see how that wasn't apparent right away, though. Right. I could see how it took them a minute to get there. Yeah. Like, I don't blame them for that. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I think that's a logical um, f- flow of ideas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's also kind of the reason, too, why people argue greatly against the fact that men are creating climate change is just because of that. It's like, well, we didn't know shit in the 70s. It became global warming. Then that was wrong. It became well, climate change. I mean, let's just think like a kindergartner here for one second, dude. Right. Just use logic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Common sense would tell you if burning fossil fuels, which is our gasoline and oil, shit like the stuff that moves our cars and moves right. us around, if burning that unleashes carbon mm-hmm. carbon dioxide or whatever then and carbon dioxide is the thing that is heating up the atmosphere then it cannot be helping that we are driving all these cars and trains around. no it can't now do i believe that cars and trains and that amount of emission is what's changing it by itself hell no right. that is not a, the enough emissions to change our planet okay and I know I'm ignorant on the subject, okay? I'm no scientist, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty good with scaling. Right. Okay? And if you just think of the scale of a car compared to the globe, and then you put, let's say everyone on Earth has a car. Let's just mm-hmm. be ridiculous. Okay, so there's seven billion of those. You're not even gonna fill up like the continent of America. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's minuscule mm-hmm. on the grand scale of things. But with that being said, there's no way it's helping. It can only no. be hurting it slowly. 
Yeah, and what I've never understood either is with this argument of climate change. And like I said, I do believe we should all go green. I, I think electric cars are the future. I think solar power is the future, and they make more sense. They conserve more energy. There's a lot of reasons to go clean. But if we're going to be arguing climate change and how much people are causing it, what kills me the most is it goes, America needs to do things differently. These people need to do things differently. We need to bring back the Paris Accords, all these different things. Meanwhile, I'm like, so why is anybody getting on China's ass about this? They literally have the most, they have so much pollution where they literally have yeah. advisories of, hey, don't go outside today because there's really Dude, high pollution, you could die. I think they have like six or eight of the 10 dirtiest cities in the world yeah. are in China. Dirty, dirty being pollute, polluted, like air, yeah. air dirty. Not, mm -hmm. not. I'm sure they're very clean people. Right. But yeah, their air is dirty as fuck. So why aren't why aren't we making them a priority? Because I would assume you know, that there's they actually would be... uh, not, not to cut you off. Sorry. Oh, but go for it. There's actually a guy in like Canada, I believe it was, uh -huh. and he he bottles air. He puts air in a can. I've heard and about it. He them. ships it to China and sells it to Chinese people I've in like um, convenience stores, and they love it. It's really popular. Mm -hmm. You can buy air and you can suck fresh air out of a can. It's see, yeah. There you go. There's more it's of crazy. a reason why we need to get on China's ass. It's fucking crazy, dude. About getting their carbon emissions under fucking control. And um, I don't. I don't think that they care. I don't think they really want to listen. Well, I'm not saying that they care. I'm saying why don't we care that they don't care? Everybody's so quick to argue that all oh, these places need to change their carbon emissions. Well, I'm not but... super versed on it, but I don't think America gives a fuck either. I think our government <laughs> is very much like, yeah, we don't really give a shit either. Yeah, China can do what they want. Maybe in the past we cared more. Uh -huh. um, I don't want to say we never cared about it. Right. Okay? But I think currently, um, under the current supervision that our country is under. I, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a top priority. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'd agree with that statement. Um, so yeah, that's why it doesn't change. As soon as America gets into it and cares about it, mm -hmm. the whole world will. Because we tell the world what to care about. Speaking of America getting into it and caring about it, I uh, just read an article today that Trump wants to reevaluate. Daddy T? D Daddy T. Oh, my. Uh, he wants to reevaluate the climate change crisis. Oh, yeah? So he's. Well, I heard he's putting together like a special committee or something for it. Yeah. So he's from. So this I'm is sure kind of. Very official. Yeah. I mean, this is very like. Nobody even knows that this is going to happen. Trump basically just said, like, oh, I'd like to do this, right? And so the word is that he actually wants to take. This is what I got from reading the article. He wants to take scientists who actually disagree with the climate change crisis, have them reevaluate, you know, and look at it objectively, as objectively as I guess they can if they right. don't agree with it in the first place. And just that reevaluate the situation and see is this actually something that we need to make a priority? Is this something that men are causing or is this just a natural state of the it's world? So I, I like the, the concept uh -huh. I, on paper. I think that looks good. Right. Okay. But the reason I'm hesitant is if we fill the cabinet with nothing but people who disagree with climate change. Yes. And then we ask that cabinet to go out and invest climate change or investigate climate change. Right. I just feel like there might be a little bit of bias in, exactly. in those findings. Exactly. Um, like usually back in the day, wouldn't we do half and half? 
We get like six of them and be like, you three agree that's, with it, you three disagree, go spend a billion dollars, figure it out. Yeah, that's what I, I didn't quite understand that decision, especially like, with somebody like Trump, who I feel even though he does things his own way, he still does little things to try to please the other side. And I feel like just getting half and half of a committee to do the research would be... I believe he'll do it. Um, with that being said, uh-huh. like not get half and half. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he's going to do. Oh, he has uh, so far. Because that's what he's done so far. Yeah. <laughs> so if he says he's going to do it, uh, whether you agree with it or not, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool in its own right, don't you think? Well, it would. Not to get too super political, but. Well, it's kind of this weird, if he does go along with his word and just chooses these scientists who have this, you know, arguably bias in regards to climate change. It's arguably, arguably. Well, it's arguably in the sense of that they're going to go about it in a biased no, way. No, absolutely. I'm, of, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm being facetious. But they, uh, they created it. I just lost my train of thought. Uh, if you have these people who are biased, uh, they're going to create. Oh, oh, ah, there it is. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this double-edged sword to where, even if you have these three people go into it and they do this research. And they find out that, oh, like we've done our research, we're we're looking at this completely objectively, and we just don't see any proof that men are causing climate change. This is just national. I can dig that. I can dig it. If they can be professional about it, you know what I mean? I could dig it too. But unfortunately, if you have people going in there who the public already knows has this opinion about it, then they're, yeah, they're, they're going to just gonna argue. Yeah, they're just going to argue, well, you're just feeding your own narrative. Absolutely. You know? um, which might be, I don't know, it's probably all a strategy. I'm not super smart. I could never be the president. <laughs> but I would assume the guy who became the president has some level of intelligence. I mean, And probably to, right? has some kind of strategy in mind. Yeah. Uh, so God, I would hope. <laughs> Please have a strategy. <laughs> Please, Please, Trump, just have <laughs> a strategy. <laughs> so, I mean, that would be interesting. And then... I'm, and then I'm very curious to where if the scientists came back and said, oh, climate change is a thing, what would Trump do? What would be his first mode of like, okay, well, how are we going to solve this problem? Oh, I quit asking myself what would Trump do a long time ago. <laughs> but I guess we could have fun for a minute. What would he do? Um, he would probably use that as some kind of playing card in a negotiation for something else he wants. True. Uh, meaning that he'll tell the other side – I will address this issue of climate change that's been proven, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but if I'm going to do that, I want ten billion dollars to do this, right. and then he'll decide whatever he wants to do. Yeah, that's, um, that's generally how he how how he tends to do things. I was going to say that's the way he's done it so far. Isn't Which he? I'm not complaining. I mean, he gets shit done. <sighs> But that's a conversation know. for another day about Daddy yeah. T. I did have a funny thought. Like what? I don't know. It's not funny at all, actually. I had an interesting <laughs> thought though. Um, did our car- did our parents give a shit about climate change, or is that like is that a millennial thing? Did we accidentally bring up a millennial topic on our hardly millennial podcast? <laughs> did we? I I, I, I think want... we're the first ones who cared. I was gonna say because I think. It was the 70s or 80s when the the topic of global cooling came about, right? And okay. I th- and I think it was just one of those kind of passing things where they're like, oh, by the way, you know, the scientists don't know why this is happening. And I think a lot of people in that generation were just like, oh, okay, this is Whatever. that's happening. Yeah, it's hot outside anyway. Cool it off. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And then 
may I want to say that maybe Generation Xers cared a little more because they were a little more older during the '90s and during that's kind of before more, the Boomers. That's our grandparents. That's at, right after the Boomers. So there was the baby boomers, then Gen Xers. And oh, so then okay, us. okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's like my older sister. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I think maybe they cared a little more because I think they were in their twenties when the Inconvenient Truth came out and all the the hysteria about global warming was at its peak at that time. And then, but I, I it's been around my whole life. Yeah. Um, I'm I, I'm 26 and I remember it. I think we're the first generation to actually like protest it though like speak out about it protest it trying to change laws and stuff about yeah it. we want politicians to talk about it more you know to us it's just uh to some you could say it's a, just as an important issue as abortion you know there's a lot of name calling on both sides in regards to it now where you didn't really get that in the previous couple generations when it was first mentioned so yeah i'd say it was it's us that the first one that really care about it i mean we're talking about it now <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. I, and does do the Z's do the ones after us? Do they care about it? Oh, I don't I know. Think, I don't know a lot of them, but I think they care a lot more than we do about it. I think it's starting to be cared about more and more. Yeah, especially the Generation Zers, because you could argue that the Generation Zers are kind of like the protest generation, right? They're the ones speaking out against gender equality. Well, they do bitch and... a lot. I'm totally kidding, guys. You guys are great. You guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> But they are. They're great. They're yeah, full of spunk. They're, they're and, great and, and inspiration. They're but fun I, generation. But I think they're the ones that definitely have a a uh, louder voice in regards to it because I think they look at it as it's really going to affect us more than. Yeah, I think we're the last of the Mohicans, the the yeah. millennials who are like, we could live our whole life and do fuck all about it, and we're gonna be okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna affect us in the next eighty years. Right. We're good. But after that, I think like the next generation after us, the Z, mm-hmm. they're the first ones who can't say that anymore. Yeah. Like they'll be old people in a fucking ice age. Right. You know what I mean? Like they got to start doing something. Well, I think we're going to learn. <laughs> I think just. If you look back to how it's changed so far and how much new research we have found so far in regards to climate change, I mean, hell, just since the you know 80s, it was cooling, warming, and then just change, change right? Right, right? So in the next 10 years, you might find out something else different about it and be like, oh, we actually found out it's actually being caused by this. And then we'll blame I something mean, else for it. Do you think – so I've heard things and read things. I don't know if their opinions are truth that say like – even if we blew up all the fucking cars tomorrow. Uh-huh. So, like, there was no more fossil fuel emissions anywhere on Earth tomorrow. It was just gone. Mm-hmm. Would – is it past the point? Is the damage past the point of of repair? Have we gone so far into this cycle that it doesn't even matter? Well – There are scientists that would argue that it does matter and that that would absolutely. That's why a lot of people who are advocates for humans causing climate change are also advocates for, you know, clean energy and solar power and getting rid of, you know, fracking and fuel emissions or uh, fossil fuels. But, I mean, it took us 200 years to do the damage. We've been burning fossil fuels for, what, like 200 years since the 1800s? I mean, they argue that it would make a difference. So would it take 200 years to fix the damage? According to them, it wouldn't. They said it'd make a dramatic change if we stopped. But I don't know how true that is, but you know, maybe I mean, it is. I mean, it's probably one of those things where they're like, it's worth a try. 
Like right. anything's better than doing nothing. Let's at least try. Mm-hmm. I can respect that. Well, and that's kind of that's the gray area I always hit also because I am somebody who is I am a big advocate for just as I said earlier, electric cars, solar energy. Well, they're great, but if it's gonna go to an ice age, no matter what, if we have three hundred years left, right. burn all the fuel, man. Fuck it. True. You know what I mean. But in the meantime, though, if arguing that. That people are the ones who are causing climate change is going to get us, is going to get through to the old people in Congress faster than something doing something else to get that clean energy, then fine. But at the same time, though, that's that's, again, another gray area, because a lot of the arguments of people who say that we are causing climate change, a lot of them are saying it's because of the old farts in Congress that are saying, you know, basically, oh, get off my lawn, kids. You know, they're, right, they're I mean, right. you have you have some Congress people. Like this who, is just a fad. Yeah. You know, the, the people will get over it. Yeah. And you have some Congress people that are, you know, in their 70s, 80s, and they're saying these things, right? So it's understandable for people our age and younger to be like, fuck you guys. You guys don't know what you're talking about. You guys are old school. We're new school, right? But at the same time, you can also argue these people in Congress who are 80-some years old and have been in politics, some of them 30, 40 years, have seen a lot of these trends and have maybe looked closely at a lot of these numbers and have been able to experience these numbers more so than anybody else. And maybe they do know what they're talking about in regards to climate change. Maybe. That's Mm -hmm. possible. I think that politicians look a lot more into the short term. I don't think politicians look long term at all. I think it's very, very rare that a politician looks long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they start to look long term when they know their career is over or when they're about to retire or when 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 they get to a point where they don't need to be elected again anymore. Uh-huh. They're on their last term. They're getting to it. Then they'll start to think about the long term, start to think about their legacy. Hmm. But in the meantime, I think 100% of their energy all of the time, every single day, is dedicated to getting reelected. Yeah. And I think the justification in their head is that I can't do anything to help anyone if I'm not in this position. Right. So I must do everything in my power to maintain this position. And it almost becomes who you are. Right. So to say that they don't care about climate change, I think that's wrong. I think they're still humans, and they do care about climate change. Uh I think it's a cost-benefit analysis to them. Right. Will advocating for climate change and for fixing climate change do give them enough positive points in their career to get elected again for the amount of money and energy that they have to put into it. Yeah. Or would putting that money and energy somewhere else further their career? Mm. Which in their head would say further the people. Right. Um, so I think it literally comes down to money. If you could fix, if it just took time, but uh-huh. it was free, I think they'd be working on climate change right now. It'd be no, it's a no-brainer. Why would you not want the world we live in to be healthier? Even right. if it's not going to be detrimental, okay? Let's say we could live forever like this. Mm-hmm. But you could live better if it was healthier. We all say fuck yeah. But if you say you could work on climate change or you could work on, let's be extreme, you could work on world hunger. Right. Okay, hunger's killing people every single day. Mm-hmm. Climate change will start killing people in 100 years. 
you know, a lot of people are going to start to choose, let's work on other issues. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not until it's right in your face and killing people. Really, it's not until people start dying yeah. that they'll go, let's throw a bunch of money at it. I mean, I would actually argue, I mean, you were saying that you think that, you know, these Congress people actually do care and would make the changes. If, As humans, yes. Right, right. I think there was a, a cost-benefit. I actually, I think I actually disagree with you. I think... Oh, interesting. I think most Congress people on both sides of the fence, I think, don't even give a fuck about climate change. Really? I, it just isn't a part of what they think about. No, I think they literally only care if the side of the fence that they're uh, sitting on cares. So right now, it's usually the more progressive, more liberals, more democratic side that's saying climate change is definitely caused by humans. Yeah, for sure. Clean energy, Everyone can right? agree on that. Yeah. So therefore, if you're part of the Democratic Party as a politician, it doesn't it's really... It's your duty. Yeah, exactly. It's your duty to be uh, involved in it. Regardless whether they think it is or not. And I think right. Republicans, it's the other side of like, there might be half the Republicans on that side might think climate change is a real deal, but because their party says, nah, it's not, they're like, okay, fine, it's not. You know what I mean? So I, sure. I, I actually I definitely think, agree that that happens. I actually think most of the politicians in Congress don't even – I think most of them don't even have an opinion on climate change. I think they're just fuck all, whatever. Well, they're going to be gone before it starts to affect anything. They're all in their 50s, yes. 60s, 70s. So um, let's be real. If I was in my 60s, I would give zero cares at all about climate change. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's I, someone I'm, else's problem. I care about the things that affect me. I agree which is, with you. It's, some people say that's selfish, but it's just how our brains are programmed. It's it's survival. Well, and people always use the argument, too, of like, well, what about your kids? And I'm just like, What about them? Yeah, I always look at it as like, well, I've had to figure out shit that my parents' generation the fucked up. The kids will up. figure it out. They yeah. be, you know what's funny about kids? <laughs> they grow into adults. Yes. And then they can fix shit. And, yeah, and, they're more, fine. and more so, they'll actually be more equipped to deal with it than we will because they would have grown up with that kind of way of thinking more Dude, so than we sympathy. have. Dude, I got zero sympathy. Zero sympathy for the kids. I agree. I'm Sorry, but mm-mm. Speaking of kids and when we were kids, <laughs> uh-huh. do you remember being told and taught about the hole in the ozone layer? E- yes. Whatever happened to that? Is there still a hole? Well, I thought that's what's causing the global warming. Isn't no. that the whole thing? No. It's letting the sun in. No, it's, it's the, the ozone is our shield from the sun. No, it's vice versa. It's it's that the climate change, the global warming has caused the hole in the ozone layer. But well, I what used, does the hole do? I What's the what's the effects of the hole? You know what? I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty but, sure ozone is like sunscreen for the for the earth. Well, it's like it's like a shield. Yeah, it's, like our it's a thinning of the shield. So exactly. it's taking the sunscreen away. So the beams are are coming straight in. They don't have to go through that ultraviolet light is coming straight in. Right, but my but my point is, and the reason why I don't remember exactly what the detrimental effects of the hole in the ozone layer actually are, is because I felt like we were taught a lot about it when I was in elementary school and told a lot about it. And it just drives me crazy that with this talk about climate change and global warming in the early 2000s, that the hole of the ozone layer has just never been mentioned. Maybe they fixed it. Maybe like, they have an ozone machine. Well, that's why I'm... <laughs> they got those air purifiers that they were <laughs> selling true. everyone in the 90s that make that give off ozone. Did you know that there is a machine out there that can actually create rain? It create it spits out clouds, and then within like 10 minutes, the clouds actually rain in the area. Well, I think China figured out they could shoot 
um, little tiny pellets of silver into the uh, atmosphere, and it, it the water will condense around that and will cause rain clouds also. Really, I never. Yeah, heard they have of like a, they call it, they have like a rain cannon. They can shoot the rain cannon off and make it rain. But oh, you know what's wow. interesting? Before I forget, um, about the hole in the ozone layer. Oh yeah. Okay. So did you know? I read a thing once. I don't remember if I read it or if it was a TED talk. I think it might have been a TED talk. Regardless, the information is the same. So NASA, when mm-hmm. they were creating the first space shuttle to go to the moon, right? Okay, the scientists. They had their theories and whatnot, but they didn't really know exactly what was going to happen for sure when we shot something off and made it leave our atmosphere. Okay. So we didn't really know if the atmosphere was like a balloon, like if you could pop that (laughs) bitch, okay? And there was no definitive way to find out without just trying. Right. Okay? So they were like, well, there's a very, very teeny tiny minute chance that we might destroy the entire Earth Uh when we blast off to the moon. (laughs) <laughs> and Adam, they did it anyway. <laughs> they said, fuck it, let's try it. Was and that... they shot it off. Are you sure? Like, I, I swear to God. Adam, yes, they were like, listen, we're, we're like 98% sure we're going to be okay. We've never done this before. We don't know. It was like a six-minute TED Talk. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they literally sat in a room, in like the situation room, and they were like, all right. There was like six guys, and they had to make the decision for all of humanity. And they were like, we're doing it. But didn't the Russians already do it at this point? Because I thought the Russians were the first to put something into space. We're just the first to put men into space. Maybe they didn't leave the atmosphere. Maybe it was in low low orbit or something. We were the first ones to actually exit. How? F- so, uh, but the Russians did do something similar though right. when they were testing out um, their nukes. Uh-huh. Okay, they have this thing called the Tsar bomb. Right. And it's like the largest explosion that you can mathematically have on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. So what happens in an explosion is you have that big mushroom cloud, yeah. you know, so everything kind of sucks in and then pushes back out. Right. Well, at a certain point, there is a mathematical point where the explosion is so large, it will exit the atmosphere and space will literally suck up that that blast, that energy. It'll leave the atmosphere and go into space. Just so there is a maximum point of explosion you can achieve on planet Earth. Okay, they, they really did the tests. But wait, wait, wait. To go back, though, because I feel like we've we've seen, obviously nobody's had a camera from space while a nuke's gone off, but we've seen artist renderings of what happens, and it just hits uh-huh. the atmosphere and then basically expands across the... Yeah, well, until you make it bigger. If you get more oh, blasts in bomb it, specifically. Is, the, is the mathematical largest blast. You can make a larger bomb uh-huh. and put more explosive in it all day right. long, but it won't do any more damage. There's a, there's, there's a finite amount there's of a blast damage you can do on planet Earth. So the Russians figured it out, built a bomb that could do it, and the Russian scientists came to the fucking leader, and they were like, dude. So again, we're like 98% sure we're okay, but there's a small, teeny, tiny possibility that you might crack the Earth in half when you do this, because we've never blown up something that is the maximum amount of explosion. We don't know what's going to happen. And they said, "Fuck it, let's do it," and they did it anyway. It's amazing what people are what people are totally willing to just end all of humanity just to advance science. It's inc- we have like this itch that we have to scratch. We must science. I mean. It's crazy. We do, though. We, we absolutely do, and we always do it. 
I mean, fuck, we didn't know what was going to happen when you send somebody to a fucking floating rock, you know, <laughs> that floats around Hell the no, earth. Hell no, we didn't. <laughs> you know that when they blasted off, they were like, bye, you're yeah. never coming oh, back. Yeah. You know it. Those guys Absolutely. thought they were never, ever coming back, dude. No. It was amazing that we got them they back. They at least knew that there was a chance that they weren't coming back. Nobody knew what the fuck was going to happen. That shows me, though, that space is there for a reason. I think that we are supposed to go into space. I think so, too. I think that we will um, populate space, man, the same way we populate continents. I think that space will be the new ocean. Do you think we should continue pumping as much money as we are into space exploration? or More. do you? Really? Yeah, I think we should put more into it. As the future. As opposed to learning about, you know, our own planet more and d- Yeah. Okay. I do. I do. Um I think our own planet's always going to be here. So, it's probably cuz I grew up with it. I think right. it's going to be a lot like Futurama. You okay. know Futurama? I think you're yeah. going to have Earthicans. I think you're going to have a leader of Earth. Uh-huh. I don't think it's going to be Richard Nixon like it is in the show. <laughs> just um, the head. Just the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you'll have a leader of Earth and you'll have I don't think there will be countries anymore. I think you'll just have Earthicans. And then you'll you'll be from different planets and shit, just like you're from different countries and continents now. That'll you be... got to think before Christopher Columbus – well, maybe not Christopher Columbus. Right. Let's go further back, okay? Before there were, like, ships, like huge wooden ships that could carry 100 people across the ocean. Right. The Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean was outer space. You yeah. never You never went there. You could go out a little bit. You could get to the islands that you could see with your eyes. Right. But you couldn't go past that. You would die. I mean, there's a reason we call it a spaceship, you know? Yeah. And then we, <laughs> we created technology that kept us safe while we're in the ocean, and now we can explore that bitch all day long. I always think how weird it would be if you had, like, let's say the entire planet of Mars was populated and had society just like Earth does today. Oh, like 10 billion people like we do? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So then, like, so I always imagine when I'm down here, you know, like, at nighttime, I'll be outside having a cigarette, and I'll look up to the sky, and I'll be able to, you know, point out which star Mars is. And it's just funny looking up and seeing, you know, it's just this little red dot that looks like a red star in the sky. But then I think like one day somebody will look up and they'll see that red dot and like they'll be, you know, and they'll have the knowledge knowing there's an entire civilization on that little red dot. They'll talk to each other. Vice versa with Earth. Did you know, um, I saw another, I believe it was another TED Talk once where they did a little bit of math Uh and they found, um, so... If you go to other planets and you start populating them, okay, right. at first the population grows really slowly because there's uh-huh. not a lot of people there. But as you start to pump more people onto it, the people duplicate and triplicate faster and faster. Okay, right. it's, it's exponential. Uh-huh. So if you have these exponential numbers going on on multiple planets, okay, now your exponents are being uh, exponented. Right. I don't know what the <laughs> word is. Okay, now it's an exponential exponent. Okay. Right. Which is crazy math. So they actually looked into it, and it's not unfathomable for human beings to populate the whole solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in an amount of years that we know humanity will still be around. Right. So I'm going to throw a number out that is not the number they said. Uh-huh. I don't remember. But I'm going to say, like, 10,000 years, 20,000 okay. years. Okay? We won't be around or anyone we know. But, like, humanity is pretty much on schedule to keep going for the next 10,000 years. Right? right? If we started now, mathematically, we could do it. Even with all the planets there are and all that, we could actually get enough numbers to keep pushing out 
fast enough and multiply fast enough to it would actually be plausible. Oh yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, plus you're talking about, you know, right now we we have, you know, seven, eight billion people on this planet yeah. and only a very, 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 very small percentage of us actually communicates with each other. So Oh, and you're... think about how quick we got to seven billion. Exactly. There was after the bubonic plague mm -hmm. was during the Roman days, right? Yeah. So that's after AD. That's after Jesus died, right? right? So now we're into the year. We're only at 2018 or 19 right. AD. So within the last 2,000 years, even within the last 1,000, three quarters of the entire Earth's population dropped dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there was like, what, 10 million people left on Earth on the right. entire planet? And that number turned into 8 billion on schedule to be 12 billion by what 2020 well and that's and that's my point so that's the exponent part that's to right. show you how fast it can actually happen well and that's my point so then when you get to a point at mars where you have 10 billion people on earth and 10 billion people on mars and those oh. two people are communicating with each other and advancing yes. each other's science and they're not going to one planet at a time now no. you're pushing out to multiple planets yeah. and each planet goes out to more it's like um pay it forward yeah. You know the pay it forward kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. You help a person, they help two people, they help four, they help mm -hmm. eight. Yeah. It's the it's, beauty of math. It's humanity's pyramid scheme. Well, it just goes to show that scientifically, there's no reason. Oh my gosh, we're almost at the hour already. Um, <laughs> I know. Scientifically, there's no reason why to think that people aren't meant to populate the galaxy, dude. No, I, I truly think that we're meant to do it. It's going to be fun. I, I hope we get to at least Mars in our lifetime. We've, I, mean, I we, think we will. I really think we will. I, I hope we do. I, I'm, a little skept there. I'm a little skeptical, but I really hope we get to see it in our lifetime. And I hope you're correct that we do get to see it. I hope it's Elon who gets there because Richard Bronson's kicking ass right now. And he's cool too. Excuse me, excuse Sir Richard Bronson. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he'll get us to Mars though. I think I he'll- he's doing pretty good. I think he'll get us to the, I think he'll be the pioneer as far as how we travel. So me he'll too. no longer I be agree traveling that, by actually. airplane. It's gonna he's be the tourist by, guy. Yeah. I think Elon's gonna be the one who sets the colony up. Yes. Yes. But Richard, oh, and I love him. I'll go to his colony. Yeah. But, he's great. But Richard Bronson's gonna be the guy who's like, Oh, like I built a theme park in sir. space. Oh, sorry, sir. He Richard had to Bronson. work really hard for the title, dude. You got to respect true. the title. How does one get knighted by the queen? I think you literally just have to be a badass, and then she invites you and knights your ass. All right, I'm putting that on my bucket yeah. list. I'm pretty sure you got Sir Elton John. Yeah. Did they knight Freddie Mercury? No. He wasn't Sir Mercury. He should have been. He should have been. He would have been. If he's I think alive. David Bowie got knighted. Wasn't he Sir, Sir David Bowie? No, actually. I think Ellen John was. Michael Caine is. That's um, <laughs> Sir Michael Caine. I know, yeah. Yeah. I know uh, Judy Dench is. Richard Ooh, what's the, what's the female? Dane. Oh. So it's Dame Judy Dench. Love it. Love it. And then Richard Bronson is obviously knighted. Um, I don't know of any other notable people. There's probably a bunch I'm forgetting, but those are the most notable ones I can think of, at least. I, I think it's just a flashy title nowadays. I don't think you actually get like a duchy anywhere. That's true, but I don't know. I fucking want it. 
Oh, me too. I hope you get it. I want to be Sir Adam Hansen. We'll put an application in for you, Adam. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, on that note, guys. We have a YouTube channel queen. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Anyways, guys, thank you. This one was fun. This was fun. This was fun. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. We still have a GoFundMe going, and that is www.gofundme.com forward slash heartily millennial. Thank you. All donations are appreciated. Any final words, Matthew? Um, You know, guys, we hit hit 1,000 views the other day. We appreciate you guys supporting us. Um, You're watching it every day. We love you guys. We're going to mm-hmm. keep making these for you. Um, shoot us some more comments, guys. Tell us tell us about your life. Tell us about your thoughts. Uh, you know, if you talk about us, we'll talk about you on the podcast. Yep. So just, just be interactive with us, guys. Talk to us a little. Yeah, be interactive. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to episode 17 of our podcast, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye.